Business is battle. On Business Wars, we learn what it takes to win by closely looking at ambitious battles like our latest series, Vaccine Wars. And our new book, The Art of Business Wars, gets to the very heart of each conflict, unearthing all the valuable lessons. Go to Wondery.com slash The Art of Business Wars to order your copy now. Join Wondery Plus to listen to Business Wars one week early and ad-free in the Wondery app. Download the Wondery app in your Apple or Google Play mobile app store today. Philadelphia, 1995, 25 years before the pandemic. Catalin Carrico heads down the corridors of the University of Pennsylvania toward her boss's office. Carrico is a 40-year-old Hungarian biochemist. She came to America 10 years ago to further her research into messenger RNA, mRNA for short. mRNA is a cell's internal message delivery service, and Carrico believes these strands of genetic material could transform medicine. The job of mRNA is to ferry the information written in our DNA to ribosomes, the tiny protein factories that exist inside our cells. mRNA tells the ribosomes which proteins to produce. Without mRNA, the proteins that do everything from growing hair to regulating digestion don't get made. Carrico first learned about mRNA in the 1970s as an undergraduate student. At the time, scientists were full of hope that mRNA could be used to create cures and vaccines. But these days, Carrico is one of the last true believers. She knocks on her boss's door and enters. Ah, uh, Catalin, thanks for coming. Carrico pulls up a chair and sits. Her boss plants his elbows on his desk and clasps his hands together. How's your search for research funding going? Carrico glances away. The truth is, she's getting nowhere. She's tried foundations, government agencies, drug giants, even Wall Street venture capitalists. But no one wants to fund studies of mRNA. Not when every lab mouse injected with synthetic mRNA dies. I, um, have some leads. Hmm. Catalin... At UPenn, we expect faculty members to attract funding to pay their way. And to be blunt, well, our patience with your shortcomings in that area has run out. Uh, are you firing me? No. We're giving you a choice. Study something other than mRNA, something with funding prospects, or be demoted. Carrico tries to keep it together. The timing of this ultimatum couldn't be worse. Her husband is stuck in Hungary due to a visa issue, and she's just been diagnosed with cancer. Now, she has to choose between her career and the science she's dedicated her life to. Come on, don't be stubborn, Catalan. mRNA seemed promising, but it's a dead end. It happens. Carrico stands. Demote me. MRNA can save millions of lives. I'm not going to give up just because it's hard. Carrico's boss rolls his eyes. He's thinking, what a waste. Carrico's going back to the bottom of the career ladder. Her lab assistants will earn more than her. And for what? To save some dying dream? But in 25 years' time, in a world besieged by a once-in-a-generation virus... 
humanity is going to be thankful for the call she made that day. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines. And every step along the way, you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S. And Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. From Wondery, I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. On the last episode, scientists scrambled to design prototype vaccines as the coronavirus spread beyond Wuhan. Among the front runners in the vaccine race are Moderna and BioNTech, two biotech startups that hope to beat the virus using the science of mRNA. Many believed neither company would deliver. Scientists have been touting mRNA's medical potential for 50 years, but no mRNA drug has ever gone on sale and investors are shedding Moderna and BioNTech stock. But after decades of research, COVID-19 is mRNA's moment to shine. And it wouldn't have been possible without one woman's dogged fight to master the science. This is episode two, The Hype Cycle. It's 1998, and at the University of Pennsylvania, Catalin Carrico stands at the Xerox machine, copying pages from a scientific journal. It's been three years since her demotion. Her cancer scare is behind her, but her career is in a rut. As she positions another page on the copier, a middle-aged man enters the room. Carrico hasn't seen him around before. Hi, will you be long? I don't have much to Xerox. Carrico scowls. She's sick of people who don't know her, assuming she's some man's secretary. I have several more papers to copy, and no, I'm not some administrator you can pull rank on. I'm an adjunct professor, and you'll wait your turn. Whoa, okay. Sorry. Um, let's start over, okay? I'm Dr. Drew Weissman. I just joined UPenn to start an immunology lab. I'm Dr. Catalin Carrico. So, Doctor, what's your field of expertise? mRNA. I can construct any kind of mRNA. mRNA. Interesting. It always had so much promise for vaccines and treatments, but... The immune response, yes. 
I know, but I'm working on a way to deliver mRNA into the body without causing an inflammatory reaction. Those reactions are what scared potential funders away from mRNA research. Scientists might be able to build synthetic mRNA, but every time they inject it into animals, their immune system goes into overdrive, ultimately killing them. And until that problem is solved, human trials are out of the question. Any mRNA medicine remains an impossible dream. Weissman thinks for a moment. How are you doing for funding? Badly. Everyone thinks I'm wasting my time. Well, I don't think you are. My new lab could support your work. Are you interested? Carico stares in disbelief for a moment. And then her face brightens. Yes. Yes, I am. Carico and Weissman spend years searching for a breakthrough. Time after time, possible solutions result in disappointment and more dead lab rats. But supported by Weissman, Carico pushes on, convinced there must be a way to get the body to accept synthetic mRNA. Then, one day in the university library, Carico is leafing through an immunology journal and finds a study that immediately grabs her attention. The study concerns a molecule called uridine, one of the four building blocks of mRNA. Every piece of mRNA is a chain built from hundreds to thousands of these four molecules. The arrangement of these building blocks tells the ribosomes in our cells which proteins to make. The digestive enzyme pepsin, insulin, It's just a case of putting the right number of these building blocks together in the correct order. Carico knows these molecules well, but the study she's found reveals something she doesn't know. Something vital. Sometimes, uridine triggers an immune response. Ah! Carico sits back in her chair with a smile growing on her face. That study is the golden nugget of information she's been seeking for years. And now that she knows uridine is causing the fatal reactions to her mRNA, she can fix it. It's 2005, and in the laboratory, Carico and Weissman stare at the furry white mice scurrying around in their cage. These mice are the first recipients of their new mRNA formula. This new recipe replaces uridine with a near-identical alternative. They're hoping this substitute molecule won't provoke the furious immune response that stymied their progress for years. Carico checks her watch. It's been almost half an hour. Weissman leans in for a closer look at the mice roaming the cage with their noses twitching. By now... An inflammatory response should be kicking in. They're all fine. Totally fine. The mRNA isn't immunogenic. It works. We've done it, Catalan. We've actually done it. It's been seven years since they met at the Xerox machine. But their persistence has won out. mRNA drugs have a chance. Carico and Weissman moved to capitalize on their discovery. In 2005, they published their study, patent the method, and form a company to exploit the potential. But 
no one cares. The scientific community has lost interest in mRNA and barely notices their discovery. Venture capitalists decline to fund their business. All that work, seemingly for nothing. But then, someone else picks up the baton. Twenty ten, Cambridge, Massachusetts. In the office of a venture capital firm, two Ivy League professors are pitching their idea for a new biotech startup. They're calling it Moderna. The younger professor is Harvard's Derek Rossi. He's a Canadian with curly black hair and a bristly box-shaped soul patch. And the idea for Moderna started when he read Carrico and Weissman's paper on their mRNA breakthrough. He's on a roll with his pitch. mRNA's potential is vast. It opens the door for all kinds of treatments, cures, and vaccines. For example, an mRNA vaccine could induce cells to produce the spike proteins that you find on the surface of a virus. Then, the immune system will learn to seek and destroy those proteins. So when the real virus shows up, the body will be primed to fight it off. Rossi's business partner steps in. He's MIT's Robert Langer, and he's a modern-day Thomas Edison. He secured hundreds of patents and founded more than 20 companies to commercialize his work. His backing carries a lot of weight. Langer picks up the baton from Rossi. Making an mRNA vaccine is also quick. Once the structure of the virus's spike protein is understood, it would take mere days to design the mRNA strand necessary to produce it. With mRNA, new drugs can be designed in weeks, not months or years. The venture capitalist interjects. Now, let me make sure I'm getting this right. You're saying that mRNA is like uh, computer software for the body? Uh, you rewrite the code and the body will make something else? Uh, yes, that's a reasonable enough analogy. And mRNA is always made out of the same four molecules? Correct. The ingredients and processes for making mRNA are the same no matter what disease you aim to treat. The venture capitalist sits back in his chair as the potential sinks in. With mRNA, new drugs can be made faster than ever before. But not just that. Unlike normal pharmaceuticals, different mRNA drugs can use the same production lines. So one factory could make any kind of mRNA medicine. Making new drugs would no longer require new or completely retooled plants. The potential savings and flexibility are enormous. Billions of dollars. No, tens of billions, maybe even hundreds of billions. It could finally become commercially viable to develop drugs for rare conditions. You wouldn't need to build an entire infrastructure around a drug most people don't need to buy. Potentially, you could even create treatments tailor-made to target an individual's own cancerous cells. The venture capitalist looks at the professor's. All right, what's the catch? Langer replies. Time and money. mRNA research is still limited to small lab experiments. To go from those proof-of-concepts to mass-produced treatments requires a big leap in scale and technology. It's the difference between being able to cook a TV dinner and doing the catering for a Red Sox game. Moderna would need to have significant funding and time to do the research to perfect the processes and get a drug through trials and onto the market. But the rewards for success will be enormous. The venture capitalist 
spends that evening trying to find a fatal flaw in Moderna's business plan. But he can't. This could be a -a once-in-a-generation chance to reinvent the pharmaceuticals industry, an idea worth billions. The next day, he tells the professors he's going to help get Moderna off the ground. But he knows the company needs more than scientists. It needs a leader, a CEO, who can sell the dream to more investors and ensure the science gets driven forward. And he knows just the guy. It's March 2011, and in an upscale Italian restaurant in Boston's historic Beacon Hill neighborhood, Stefan Bancel treats his wife to an evening of pasta and fine wine. Bancel is 38 and the CEO of Biomeriu, a large French company that specializes in disease diagnostics and employs more than 8,000 people worldwide. But Moderna's trying to convince him to jump ship and become its first CEO. His wife eyes Bancel as he tucks into his tagliatelle. So, have you decided? Are you joining Moderna? Bancel puts down his fork. I don't know. They've got one employee and two million dollars of investment. That's nowhere near enough for what they want to do. It has potential, but I think it has no more than a 5% chance of success. Bancel's wife sips her wine. Do you like the science? Yes. At first I thought it sounded like science fiction, but now that I know more, I think it can work. And if it does, it really could change the world. What about the people? You like them? I do. The founders are very sharp. Okay, so here's a question. Can you think of a better way to spend the next ten years of your life? Bancel sips his wine and thinks for a moment. Then... He shakes his head. No, I can't. But the chances of failure are very high. It will take years of research, research that will cost hundreds of millions of dollars. It's, uh... Oh, stop being so French and scared of risk. I know you. You will never forgive yourself if you pass up this opportunity and someone else makes it happen. Take the job. Bensel smiles and sips his wine. The next day, Bancel takes the job. But his journey will be uphill. Moderna's survival depends on constant forward motion. The company must gain scientific ground and accumulate more and more patents in order to convince investors to pump in the money it needs to continue its research. To keep the show on the road, Bancel introduces a hard-driving corporate culture at Moderna with sky-high expectations and no room for stragglers. Those who can't keep up either walk or get pushed out the door. Bancel also sweet-talks investors, winning them over with visions of the future Moderna is out to create, a future where mRNA repairs hearts damaged by cardiac arrests and personalizes cancer treatments. But not everyone's convinced. Some think mRNA will never live up to the hype, Others see Moderna's reluctance to share its progress in scientific journals as a sign that its research is going nowhere. But in March 2013, 
Bansell snares a game-changing investment, a $240 million deal to develop drugs for the British pharmaceutical giant AstraZeneca. The deal's a shot in the arm for both firms. For AstraZeneca's new CEO, it's an instant fix for the lack of new drugs in its development pipeline. It's also a way to get back in the ring after a bruising battle to stop a hostile takeover attempt by the larger American rival Pfizer. AstraZeneca's not just giving Moderna cash, but credibility. Overnight, Moderna becomes the world's hottest biotech startup, and investors are throwing money its way. Truth is, Moderna is still years away from delivering its first product. And as the years go by and the losses mount, more and more investors will be wondering if mRNA can ever deliver its promised payday. You know, building a presentation is a daunting task, especially if design doesn't come naturally to you. Presenting is much more nuanced than just throwing together bullet points and charts. Part of the challenge is making the experience memorable for an audience. I've always felt that visually communicating ideas is especially daunting, not to mention the added element of trying to give each slide a wow factor. It's time-consuming and exhausting. That is, until you start using Canva Pro. Canva Pro is the easiest way to create presentations like a pro. Whether you're presenting to your team, students, or clients, Canva Pro has beautiful layouts for every industry, theme, and project. And hey, if you don't know where to start, Canva Pro can help inspire your creativity with thousands of free designer-made templates that are totally customizable. Thanks to Canva Pro's time-saving tools and editing features, I can create high-quality, high-resolution presentations in just minutes, and they look stunning. One of my favorite things is that they've got these brainstorm templates where you can invite colleagues to participate in real-time collaboration and feedback. When you're done, you can seamlessly share your presentation as a link or present directly from Canva. Wow your audience with Canva Pro, the easiest way to create presentations. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial. Just go to canva.me bw to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash B-W. Canva dot me slash B-W. Recent data shows that out of all the female-owned businesses, it's estimated that one in three is owned by a mom. So ever wonder how these amazing moms and dads find the time to hire for their businesses while juggling their families? With ZipRecruiter, that's how. And right now, you can try it for free, only at ZipRecruiter.com slash BW. Talia Goldstein is one such mompreneur. Besides being a mother of two, her personalized matchmaking company, 3-Day Rule, is constantly growing, and she needs to hire several matchmakers a month. And so she uses ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology helps her find people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply. Italia is not the only employer who loves ZipRecruiter. Far from it. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ziprecruiter.com BW. Now, remember, this special offer is only good at ziprecruiter.com BW. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
February 2017, Moderna headquarters, Cambridge, Massachusetts. In the glass-walled conference room, an executive team meeting is underway. There's a new face at the table, and she's got a burning question. Uh, I'm curious, where do we think we are on Gartner's hype cycle? One executive looks confused. Gartner's hype cycle? What's that? It's a graph created by the consulting firm. It represents how public perception of new technology changes with time. It's kind of shaped like a roller coaster. It starts with a big spike early. They call that the peak of inflated expectations. Then it dives right down into a trough of disillusionment before slowly recovering. I'm wondering where we are on that graph. At or near the peak? Or heading for the trough? The executives shift uneasily in their seats. They suspect they might already be past the peak of inflated expectations. After seven years in business, Moderna has raised almost $2 billion from investors and burned through plenty of it. But actual products remain years off. The company's focusing on vaccines because they're less challenging to make than mRNA drugs that people take regularly. But other companies have spied gold in mRNA, and the space is getting more crowded. German rival BioNTech is also making waves, even persuading mRNA pioneer Catalin Carrico to join its team rather than Moderna. Not that Moderna CEO Stefan Bensel is going down without a fight. He believes the winner in the mRNA market will be the company that scales fastest. That strategy worked for Amazon and Uber, so why not Moderna too? But to do that, he needs money, and lots of it. So in December 2018, Bansell leads Moderna to the stock market. Moderna's IPO values the company at $7.5 billion. It's the biggest biotech IPO in history and nets the company a tidy $500 million from institutional investors who snap up its stock ahead of the first day of trading. But almost as soon as the stock starts trading, the price starts to tumble as wary investors back away. Trading begins on a Friday at $22 a share. By the close of trading, it's sunk below $19. By the end of the year, Moderna's stock is worth just $14.15. The company now knows where it is on the hype cycle. It's hit the trough hard, and it's barreling toward disillusionment. And that's bad news for its rivals, too, because they've bought a ticket for the same ride. It's September 2019, and in Manhattan, BioNTech CEO Ur Shaheen is on a charm offensive. Next month, BioNTech will float on the stock market, and he wants this room full of financiers and bankers to buy in. But it's not going well. In the wake of Moderna's limp performance on its IPO, the buzz around mRNA has taken a hit. One hedge fund manager lobs a question at Shaheen. BioNTech is 11 years old. Are any products even close to large-scale trials yet? Shaheen rubs the back of his neck. American investors lap up Bansell's slick MBA aura, but Shaheen's a soft-spoken scientist who's visibly uncomfortable talking business. He'd rather be in his lab than schmoozing Wall Street. We've, uh, we've been uh, perfecting our mRNA technology. 
to give an example, we've developed a deep understanding of how to use lipid nanoparticles, uh, fatty shells, to safely transport mRNA into cells. The thing is, mRNA is a very fragile molecule. Inside the body, it gets broken down very quickly unless you wrap it inside a protective lipid layer. Shaheen notices his audience looking confused and realizes he went off topic. But in answer to your question, we do have several products in the pipeline, like the flu vaccine that we're developing in partnership with Pfizer. The bankers look unimpressed. They want to hear about cures for cancer and heart medicines that people need to take every day for years on end. That's where the big money is. Flu vaccines are low-margin products that people take just once a year. In October 2019, BioNTech's IPO flops. The company wanted to raise $250 million. It misses that goal by $100 million. And on the first day of trading, its stock plunges 5%. Moderna is also struggling to keep investors happy. It now expects it'll be another two to four years before any of the drugs it's working on will make it onto the market. Big investors are bailing. They're fed up with big promises and bigger losses. They want results and profits. As 2020 dawns, the whole mRNA dream seems to be slowly falling apart. It's January 7th, 2020, and on the south coast of France, Moderna's CEO Stéphane Bancel is on vacation. But as usual, he's woken up long before his wife and children. So he snuck out of the bedroom and into the kitchen to make his morning brew and catch up on the news. Through the kitchen window, he sees seagulls circling above the Mediterranean Sea and the first rays of sunlight creeping above the horizon. He sips his cup of black tea and scrolls through the Wall Street Journal on his iPad. He reads stories about devastating wildfires in Australia, escalating tensions between the U.S. and Iran, and Harvey Weinstein being charged with sex crimes in Los Angeles. Then, buried near the bottom of the World News section, he spots a headline that instantly gets his attention. It reads, Health officials work to solve China's mystery virus outbreak. The story is about an unknown virus that's causing pneumonia-like symptoms in a city called Wuhan. He taps out an email to Barney Graham, the deputy director of the U.S. government's Vaccine Research Center. A few weeks ago, Graham agreed to help Moderna test how quickly it could develop a vaccine for a hypothetical pandemic. Hey, Barney, do you know anything about the virus in Wuhan, China? Could it be a target for our pandemic vaccine test run? Several hours later... Graham emails back. Don't know anything about it, but if it's a coronavirus, it would be a great choice for the test. The coronavirus is coming, and it's about to put Moderna and BioNTech to the ultimate test. The time for research and hype is over. It's time for mRNA to deliver the goods. On the next episode, the vaccine makers seek manufacturing partners, the world goes into lockdown, and the first human trials begin. From Wondery, 
This is episode two of Vaccine Wars for Business Wars. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen one week early and ad-free. You'll also find some links and offers from our sponsors in the episode notes. Supporting them helps us keep offering our shows for free. Another way you can support the show is by filling out a small survey at wondery.com survey. And don't forget to tell us which business stories you'd like to hear. A quick note about recreations that you've been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they're based on historical research. I'm your host, David Brown. Tristan Donovan wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Voice acting by Michelle Philippi. Sound design by Kyle Randall. Kate Young is our associate producer. Our producer is Dave Schilling. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez. For Wondery. Hi, I'm Brooke. And I'm Arisha. And we're the hosts of Even the Rich. So I want you to imagine... You're about to go on stage and perform in front of 30,000 cheering fans. You pop a cough drop, take some deep breaths, tell yourself, you can do this. And that's when your brother steps into your dressing room. He tells you the police are here. Either you clean up your act or you'll get arrested. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But you just laugh and say good, because the you in this story is Madonna. You're going to give the police a moment they'll never forget. Ooh, so what happens next? If you want to find out, you'll have to listen to the newest season of Even the Rich, The Making of Madonna. Follow on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app to listen ad-free.